Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Panic Room in an undisclosed location brought to you by Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, apparently. It is Texas Football Today. A show on the internet. <clears throat> My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us, whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on the Facebook.com, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm here over there wearing what is i can only presume is a pullover she already owned and then slapped a dave campbell's patch on don't give away the the secret master of branding ashley pickle no one needed to know that this is a i remember i wore this shirt the day that we took um the pitchers at the state championship and when you posted it there were quite a few people that tweeted me back and they're like how'd you get stylish dctf gear and i was like you know i'm the only girl on staff so we're gonna make this work (laughs) yeah listen i i i respect it i respect the hustle i just wear whatever adam gives me basically for free um today is oh no i didn't do this today is thursday may 28th 2020 182 days until thanksgiving episode i'm gonna do this slowly episode 965 eight 965 which is oh no this is everyone's coming up 1965 that's not helpful um oh come on just give me something i'm pretty sure it's 960 come on people are waiting is it i think so hang on hold on okay i have 968 down let me see i'm gonna go to the podcast uh That's... oh no it okay. is 965 how did we get off gosh darn it yeah it's 965 no, it's 965 this is thank you it's nine. we are we are this is bad because we are supposed to be the keepers here anyway 965 965 it's the craig skoke episode uh he played uh all of two games for the rangers in 1976 on today's show friends we're going to talk about the uil uh, and their um, the the strength and conditioning guidelines they put out, and kind of the interesting weird line that high school football programs are going to have to walk over the next couple of uh, months, basically. Um, plus, we are going to talk about mascot madness because we're into the final the finals. Uh, and then back half of the show, uh, we are going to hear from 
uh, our friend from Baylor, Scott and White. We're going to hear uh, from uh, Dr. David Haynes, uh, Baylor, Scott and White, orthopedic sports and medicine. Uh, from him coming up here in the back half of the show. So stay with us. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Kevin Higginbotham, Tony Blaylock, and Matthew McSpadden. Welcome in, guys. Hi, everybody. It's good to see you. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about something that came down uh, last week. Uh, mm -hmm. It was, I believe, on the 22nd, which would be uh, last Friday. Last Friday, the UIL announced their um, guidance for uh, the strength and conditioning programs that can happen starting on June 8th. Uh, let's catch everybody up, okay? Um, long ago, big explosion in space. Matter cools, Earth forms, Texas follows quickly after that. Um, there's been a pandemic, and so as a result, the UIL has shut everything down. They've said no practices, no games, no nothing. You're all, we're not, you, you can't have anything right now. Then they came out and this was at the beginning of last week. And they said, okay, starting on June 8th, you can start to have strength and conditioning workouts, uh, guidance to follow. Uh, but June 8th was the date that we were given. That was all we knew there mm -hmm. on last Monday. Last Tuesday. Tuesday. Um, Friday, we got the guidance from them Ex exactly what they are going to um uh, uh allow Implement. teams to do and and instruct them on how to best take care of their kids and be safe during this thing because they are not here's what they're not doing they're not just throwing open the doors and saying go get them no. right they are saying they're giving them very specific guidelines as far as what they can do for example uh these are optional they have to be optional so you can't punish a kid if they don't come to practice, right? right. You, you can't, you can't, you can't say you have, you can't make it mandatory for your kids to show up. Um, you, you can keep attendance, but that is really only so that I think if one kid gets sick, you can then say for sure who was at each of these, uh, events. exactly. Um, yes. Uh, there is another, so another thing, is um, students may not be given access to locker rooms or shower facilities. And this is something that I think we saw coming because if you go to your local gym right now, if you belong to Ashley's gym, um, it is presently not allowed for you to go in the locker room. You are not allowed to go shower there. Um, and I'll be honest, that feels like something that's going to stick around for a while. That doesn't seem agree. like something that's going to get. That seems like one of the last restrictions that's going to get lifted. It's too confined is allowing of an people, area. It's too confined. It's too close quarters. It's it's um. There's too much. Too much body stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Like I mean, I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just being honest. Like there's too there's too. I think that's too high of a risk. Right. I mean, so, even if you've been sweaty and you've touched you touch the sink to wash your hands, like that's that's like bodily fluid that's getting on stuff that other yeah. people shouldn't be touching. Right. It's just you know there there that that seems like one of those things that's going to stick around, and we can certainly talk about that what that looks like in the fall if kids are not allowed in, in the, the locker room. Anyway, they can't let them in the locker room. Um, one of the big uh, things is that during workouts, it is a one to twenty 
a t- uh, uh, ratio, meaning one coach for every 20 students. The reason that they're doing this is is not it's not like a teacher student ratio in a classroom where they're saying, oh, you know, we like to have you know, no more than X number of kids in a classroom. It's not that. The reason is to A, A, yes, to let coaches keep an eye on kids. But B, by limiting that, you are limiting the number of kids that you can have to the number of coaches you have times 20, Mm -hmm. right? And therefore, you are allowing kids to distance more. Basically, what what they're trying to avoid is having 600 people show up at the same time. Right. Um, but they, they wanted to find a way that makes it so that you can, you can, that's scalable, right? Mm -hmm. So that if you are a big six, a program and you've got 15 people on staff, well then, okay, 15 times 20 at one time, right? Still socially distanced stuff like that. But if you are a smaller school and you've got, you know, three people on staff, okay, then you've got 60 kids at a time. Right. Um, they, they talk about, um, uh, schools have to use hand sanitizers or hand washing state stations readily available and encouraging them to use it frequently. I think that's a no-brainer, right? Yes. Um, all surfaces and workout areas must be thoroughly disinfected uh, throughout at the end of each day. In talking with um, uh, Coach Edwards at Hughes Springs yesterday, he mentioned how in their weight room, they're going to use a bench, mm-hmm. and then they're going to wipe it down. Like, after every kid, they're going to use that. So these are this is the minimum of what the UIL is expecting. Right. Um, no clothing or towels may be laundered on site. Go ahead. I'm sorry. With the wiping down benches and stuff, that's something that you see in normal public gyms. It just doesn't happen in a high school setting. Like when you go to Planet Fitness, wow. you're supposed to, you know, wipe it's everything. something that you're supposed to see in a normal <laughs> gym. But a lot of people are super gross. <laughs> anyway. This is also fair. That's neither here nor there. Um, no clothing or towels may be laundered on site. Uh, no shared food or food or water. So they're basically saying like you can't. Um, they're not going to have like the the water coolers or like the the, the Gatorade the bottles or anything hoses, like that. Like, kids yeah. have to bring their own water bottle. And again, I think that's kind of a no brainer, right? Um, they're going to be pre screening all, all students for COVID symptoms and saying basically don't come if you're sick. Um, they've got whole things for that. They've got they're asking schools to plan ec- entry and exit policy so that not everybody's leaving at the same time or not everybody's coming at the same time. Um, then th- they get to the, the numbers, right? Strength and conditioning, maximum two hours per day, sports-specific instruction, 90 minutes per day with 60 minutes per day per sport. So if you are an a football player and a basketball player, you can do 60 minutes on football and 30 minutes on basketball or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um then they say uh, that they do have days that you can't do it, that, that they can't do it. So it's Monday through Friday, but they do say like July 3rd, July 7th, July 8th, July 20th, and July 21st, you cannot have activity. Um, indoor workout activities are allowed. So if you have an indoor facility, you can use it. And if you have a weight room, you can use it. But like they're doing with restaurants, it's a 25% capacity. So if your weight room can hold 60 people, you can have 15 in there. That's that's the, the the number that you can have in there, and you've got to remember that you know, like we were talking with Coach Edwards at Hugh Springs, you got to have guys who are going to spot the other people too. So you got to consider that mm-hmm. as well. Um, and then basically just talking about workout stations must be spaced at least ten feet apart, um, and then all sorts of other stuff. No competitive. Here's another one: no competitive drills involving one or more students on offensive uh, against one or more students on defense. So basically, what they're saying is no seven on seven. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that's essentially what they're saying. And, and we've got some quotes on TexasFootball.com from J.J. Resendez at Crowley, uh, from Jeff Reardon at Chapel Hill, uh, from Joseph Sam at, at Fort Bend Hightower. And overall, the response from coaches has been really positive. It's been a lot of like, thank you, UIL. And, and what, what has been very encouraging to me as somebody who, who wants, I, I think, first of all, I think we should all want this to go well. I think that's, that's not a, yeah. a necessarily a, a, a unique opinion. <laughs> uh, but somebody who very much wants it to go well because I think that it is going to be informative for what is going to happen in the fall. Mm-hmm. Um, what is encouraging to me is that you heard coaches on social media saying, all right, it's our turn. Like mm-hmm. the UIL did their job and now it's our responsibility to go out there and execute this in a responsible way. It, mm-hmm. I think the message has gotten through to coaches saying the future of football in 2020 depends, depends on, you doing on this what we right. do now. Right. right. And it's kind exactly. of, yeah, it's, it's, it's been long enough. They're itching to get back. But I think that we've been out of this just long enough for people to realize, okay, we didn't come back too early. This is a serious thing that needs to be done right. And if it is, it's like a little kid. You do something right, you get a piece of candy. You do something wrong, you're grounded. Like it's the same it's the same yeah. concept that luckily we've been out long enough to where I feel like that's really been able to get through their heads. So I think that it's a it's a big robust group of guidelines, right? The UIL obviously thought this through and said, "All right, here's what we're going to do." Mm-hmm. Um and and here's and and I think that I don't think – I think that it is appropriate without being overbearing, mm-hmm. and I also think that it is going to be a challenge for coaches to sit down and figure out a plan. They basically have two weeks to figure out a plan on how to meet all of these guidelines and still do the things that they want to do in strength and conditioning. Now, I'm confident coaches can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm confident they can do that. It's also going to be up to the players to make sure that they are smart and that they're listening to their coaches and not just saying, oh, I'm going to do what I want. Yep. You know, I don't think this is that serious. It's like, no, we all got to be in this together. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think that it's a robust set of guidelines. I'm interested to, to see what solutions these coaches come up with um, and what kind of – it's going to be interesting. So mm-hmm. um, that, that's, that's, we got that up on TexasFootball.com. You can check out the guidelines at the UIL uh, put out. Uh, one other thing we've got up on TexasFootball.com and that has been going on for about the past three weeks or so mm-hmm. is our mascot madness. Mascot madness uh, presented by our friends at Texas Farm Bureau Insurance. We have met, made it to the championship where we have our final uh, pitting mm-hmm. the New Braunfels unicorns. Do you know who I, do you know who the most famous New Braunfels grad is? I don't know. Coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Oh, Cliff. Yep. Old Cliff That's cool. Um, I have a 2014 New Braunfels homecoming shirt, and it says, Go Corns. Go Corns. Go Corns. The Unicorns <laughs> of New Braunfels uh, uh, taking on the San Antonio Lanier Vox. And um, do you know what uh the the vox is you know what a vox is i mean i've seen the logo so i think i have an idea a vox stands for uh vocational Mm -hmm. it's talking about 
if you look at it, it's a gear, and it is because you are you are symbolizing uh, a, a smaller part of a big machine uh, that you are uh, it, you are integral to the support to the the support, and it, it was because Lanier was uh, one of the first vocational schools in West San Antonio. They decided we're going to be known as the Vox. So their mascot is a mechanical gear, which is super super unique and super fun. And by the way. Um, they did, uh, uh, before, uh, 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 this is, uh, this is going to be a really interesting matchup here between the unicorns and the Vox. And I think that both of these, I know that Lanier is the only Vox in the nation. Mm-hmm. I, I would need to see if the unicorns are the, or if New Braunfels is the only unicorns. Right. Um, by the way, if you've never been, you've been to New Braunfels, right? Oh yeah. That's Don't more question. down in my neck Have you been in the, the stadium? You know they got the unicorn, that yep. the statue. You love yeah. to see it. Really, so, really cool little vote, place. It's the Texas Farm Bureau Insurance mascot madness. It's our it's our championship pitting the New Braunfels unicorns who beat the Winter's Blizzards in the semifinals against the San Antonio Lanier Vox uh, going up uh, who beat the Doomless Demons in the semifinal. Make sure you vote on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's uh, for that. And it is up right and now. Also, like you can go vote right now. So. Or preferably oh, after the show is done. But yes, it was yeah, posted wait until this morning. Or open a new tab. Yeah. Open a new tab. That's fine. They can open a new tab. Mm-hmm. So last fall, we partnered with Suddenlink to spotlight some of the special community connectors in our state and came away with several memorable stories about teens and individuals who are making a difference in their hometowns. Along the way, we heard plenty of great things about Suddenlink service and its people. Suddenlink offers innovative, award-winning internet and TV with over 200 channels, up to 100 meg internet, no annual contract, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. There's no risk in switching. Suddenlink even has the fastest internet where available, according to PC Mag, with speeds up to 1 gig and unlimited plans available. So check out our friends Suddenlink at suddenlink.com. We are at Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Also on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hey, you. Do you want to support this show? Yes. Right? yes. You like this show and you like things like this, and you'd like to do your part to, to make it happen, then you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider, texasfootball.com slash insider. But we're not asking you to just give us money for nothing. Um, you get two magazines. Mm-hmm. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content. You get the 2020 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which come, which goes to press tomorrow, comes out, and uh, it'll come off the press. I've been telling people like June 20th. That's when it's Which, going to start dropping in the mail to insiders. If you do it now, you guarantee yourself that you will still get the 2020 edition mailed to you. So do it now. Early. Don't wait. Yes. You get you get mailed to you early. So mm-hmm. um, make sure you do that. We have rolled out a new subscription thing. Mm-hmm. Thing. Uh, Packages. I don't even – that's a good word to use. Way of doing things. Process. Sure. Um, on <laughs> TexasFootball.com, if you go up to TexasFootball.com – and you click on the subscribe button up in the top left-hand corner, um, you will see uh, that there are three options. You can become a print-only subscriber. So if you're only interested in getting the magazine, right? Mm-hmm. You want to get the 2020 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and the 2020 Recruiting Edition, uh, which comes out in, in December, uh, then you can do that. 
you can do that, and, and we will be happy uh, to, to make you a print-only subscriber. If you are only interested in the digital side of it, if you're like, I don't want the magazines, uh, I just want Tep and Step, I just want access to the archives, I just want access to Matt, uh, Matt Step's regional previews that are going up on TexasFootball.com, um, I just want um, you know, all the good stuff, uh, the, the recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete. If you just want that, that's cool too. We have a, we have a, uh, a, a way for you to subscribe as just a digital member. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you want both, if you want to, uh, to get both the digital and the print, uh, you can become a, a, you can, we have that option too. And you do get a price break, by the way. It's basically, uh, if you buy one, you get the other 50% off. Mm-hmm. So, uh, go to TexasFootball.com, click on the subscribe button, consider becoming Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We'd really appreciate it. Uh, if you like this show. Yeah. And if you don't, then do it anyway uh, for the love of Ish. Yeah, do for Ish. If you want Ish back on the show, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Yesterday, you had a great conversation uh, with a a gentleman from uh, from Baylor, Scott, and White. Uh, You talked with our friend, Dr. David Haynes, from Orthopedic, Baylor, Scott, and White Orthopedic Sports and Med, or Orthopedic and Sports Medicine. Um, here is your conversation and talking about their new safe care initiative that's being implemented during COVID-19. Here is Ash's conversation with Baylor Scott and White Orthopedics and Sports Medicine's Dr. David Haynes here on Texas Football Today. Baylor Scott and White has implemented their safe care initiative to show the many ways they are safeguarding the health of their communities and protecting them from COVID-19. So those who need health care can feel confident about that. Part of the safe care includes additional cleaning and virtual waiting rooms. Joining us today to take us inside the doctor's office is Dr. David Haynes, an orthopedic sports medicine surgeon located in the Ted and Sue Getterman Sports of Orthopedic Center on the campus of Baylor Scott and White Hillcrest in Waco. Dr. Haynes, thank you for joining us. How does the hospital system plan translate to what the Sports and Orthopedic Center is doing to help ease any concerns people might have about seeing a physician? Well, it's a program that's aimed at providing confidence to the patients that they can come and get the care that they need uh, in a safe environment. So, so the things that have been added uh, in a because of COVID-19 include a number of things. Uh, When you hit the door at our facility, there's a masking policy. So if you don't have a mask, you'll be provided with one. All staff and physicians and patients wear a mask at all times. In fact, everyone in the building, including administration, wears a mask at all times. So uh, from there, they have changed the process of how people come to see us. And that is essentially eliminating waiting rooms and congregation areas. Anywhere where patients would be waiting uh, in groups doesn't exist anymore. So we have a process in place where they go directly to their exam room uh, from check-in. And then from there, each of the, the people that are involved with their care will come and get them, say for instance, for imaging or x-ray, and then they go back to their same room. So there is no waiting either initially in the waiting room or for x-ray or really for anything else. So So that allows them their own space as they come to the position. The other things as they enter that we've done is obviously a lot of extra cleaning and sterilization techniques. Uh, Each room obviously is cleaned after that visit, each exam room. But 
but there's been a lot of attention to detail, including uh, things like wiping down the elevator buttons that uh, are in the building. So, so a lot of extra cleaning, masking, we're doing testing, COVID testing on each surgery patient prior to their procedure. Um, so we're trying to ensure that we don't uh, spread this among patients, uh, staff, and, uh, and I think that uh, this program has been well thought out. Uh, the, the, the other thing, of course, is the telemedicine, which we're uh, obviously we're participating in some of the new video technology that's been utilized a lot during this, um, this pandemic. And telemedicine gives patients confidence that we're still here, we're still thinking about them, we're still following them, and they're able to do some simple things on video conferencing that, that can uh, give us an idea of how they're doing in their recovery. And you kind of hit on our next topic there about the, the overwhelming sense of, of video present it, presence in this time. And we know that high school coaches around the state have been doing their best to stay engaged with their teams online. And many have come up with some very creative solutions to help them focus both mentally and physically. Um, will you tell us about your own creative solutions that you've come up with using video visits during quarantine? Well, there's no doubt that the most useful Thing that I've found for telemedicine uh, in my surgical practice is those patients that have had surgery and that are undergoing rehabilitation. And this process obviously has changed what their post-surgery recovery looks like. And so they're doing a lot of their exercises at home. They're making a lot of their progress at home. So telemedicine allows uh, them to be safe in their space and for us to monitor their progress with changes in strength and range of motion uh, and stay connected with them as we all feel somewhat disconnected you know, during this time. Absolutely. Now, you per, uh, personally have worked with professional college, high school athletes over the years. Is there a common trait that you have observed with these young people? I think there definitely, there are some common themes that run through all levels uh, of sport. I think to be, for those athletes that are successful at each level, I think there, you see a significant amount of mental skill and toughness. So uh, particularly I think uh, in what I do I, and, and what I've seen, because a lot of the you know, athletes that I know very well are injured or have been injured, that skill, of athletes to to excel uh, includes the ability to deal with failure. So so whether it's failure on the field, whether it's injury, whether it is um, a change of position, you know whatever that may be, being able to mentally handle that, learn from a failure, and push past it and improve because of that failure, that I think is a a trait that runs across all levels. Uh, now, as you increase your the the competition level to you know high school, college, and professional, I think that um, the there is certainly a significant amount of God-given physical ability that that comes with participating at an elite level, and and those that are successful at the highest level, I think, are a very unique combination of that mental toughness, uh, ability to overcome failure, uh, as well as God-given physical ability. And then they eat also, I think a third component is they have the discipline to maximize both of those, you know, maximize their physical abilities and their, their mental abilities. 
and plenty of those athletes like you were talking about down in Waco, which is where we talked about earlier that the Hillcrest Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Center just opened um, for business. How are you getting um, acclimated to Waco and, and the surrounding area down there? Well, certainly our, our new facility here is fantastic. We're very grateful to, to be here and, and this, um, the, the Ted and Sue Getterman Sports and Orthopedic Center has all levels of specialty care for orthopedics and sports medicine, including MRI, a physical therapy unit, uh, ambulatory surgery center, and our clinics. Uh, there's also in the room that I'm sitting now, a lot of educational facilities, including you know uh, connectivity with video teleconferencing and things like that for uh, for education. So so we love being in this new environment in this this building. Our practice, the uh, the subspecialty uh, orthopedic practice, uh, Southwest Sports Medicine Orthopedics, uh, has been here. Uh, I've been a part of it for 15 years. So it's been here since uh, 2000. Uh, three is when it started and so so there, we've seen a lot of growth obviously to all areas of subspecialty uh, orthopedics um, and medical sports medicine as well and so so certainly we love our new environment that we're in that we're practicing in um, you know but certainly you know I'm a, I'm a Waco and uh, for, for many years for sure and then obviously there that's the the new kids on the block per se but um, Baylor Scott and White has concentrated orthopedic services at the Star in Frisco um, in Arlington and Tyler and now Waco um, out of all of those areas they they boast some really really good high school football products and powerhouses in the state what has been your impression of, of Texas high school football so far in those areas well, uh, my impressions of Texas high school football go way back. So, um, so and when I was a player at, at Marshall High School in East Texas, so so I have lived through the culture of Texas high school football, uh, and then left, of course, for a lot of medical training, and then being back here and involved closely with high school football, uh, I think that it is an exceptional uh, culture both on and off the field. So I think that it teaches. Um, the players that yes, it takes a significant amount of discipline to uh, succeed at a high level in, in Texas high school football. And but what I also see is the benefits and what the the great Texas high school football coaches do for their players and what they learn about uh, off the field and the skills they learn and the accountability that they have. You know for. Uh, taking care of their their self uh, in academics and taking care of themselves uh, in their behavior and and learning how to succeed in life and I think that uh, uh, Texas high school football certainly is known for being elite on the field but but I think that uh, that there are many benefits uh, beyond just on the field competitiveness well, we might have to go back and look in the Marshall archives and see if we can find your name in one of the Dave Campbell's books. <laughs> <laughs> but Dr. Haynes, we really appreciate it uh, for taking the time today. We appreciate you and the entire uh, Baylor Scott and White staff for all you're doing to keep everyone safe. And we, we thank you very much for all your service that you're doing for everyone right now. Well, thanks so much uh, for this interview and opportunity. I appreciate it. There he is, Dr. David Haynes of Baylor Scott and White. Um, joined Ashley the other day. Appreciate his time a little bit earlier. And yeah. I fixed it. <laughs> and, and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. 
Um, a couple of questions coming in regarding the UIL thing. Have you heard anything about players getting their temperatures taken before? Um, so that is, from what I understand, like they're asking, they're asking, they're, the, they've, they've kind of kept it purposefully vague as far as the UIL guidance on that is concerned. But um, I do know, I think what you're going to say, um, um, schools, they, they say that schools should consider taking each uh taking the temperature i i bet you're going to see 90 percent of schools do that mm -hmm. i think you're going to see them invest in one of those they may even have one most schools i don't i haven't been to a school nurse in a while uh but like <laughs> uh because when i when i was a kid back in 100 years ago you had to take the the sick thermometer and, and mm -hmm. put it under your tongue most like of that. them have now they the got the little zap gun mm -hmm. little zing 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 um uh, I would bet that a lot of schools have that or they're investing in them because right. because coaches are taking this seriously. Mm -hmm. I would bet that that almost I think that's going to be the norm for that. Right. Is that and they're going agree. to be that you're going to walk up that that kids are going to walk up. They're going to zap you. They're going to say, all right, 98.6. Go on there. Uh, zap you 101. Nope. Go home. You go know home. what I mean? Yep. Um, probably something like that. I, I would say that that's going to be the norm, although the UIL only only uh recommends that they don't mm -hmm. mandate that right i agree i think that schools themselves mm -hmm. will most likely choose to do that but yeah okay that's what i figured wanted your opinion on that yep. other than that okay. that's gonna do it okay i'm gonna go try to finish a magazine where's my hank keeps moving my trophy and it's not my that trophy oh here thing weighs that's... as much as hank do does <laughs> thank you for spending part of your day with us you'd be surprised he's very strong Follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, and of course, see us at textfootball.com. Thanks again to Dr. David Haynes of Baylor Scott and White for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tupper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow, Texas Football Today. Mm -hmm.